Studios, Northfield Superintendent of Schools, Dr. Matt Hillman. Matt, good morning. Good morning, Jeff. And happy su- morning here on Division Street. Happy summer to you. Yes, and, and for folks listening, uh, we won't be getting to talk with you before, but happy Independence Day to everyone in Northfield. And, you know, I know that uh, we're all hoping that this, this is a holiday that can kind of mark that coming around the final bend, you know, hopefully of, of the pandemic. We still have work to do. And, you know, I saw the numbers yesterday, Jeff, that I think Rice County is in the lower 60% for uh, people 16 and older vaccinated. So there's mm-hmm. lots of vaccination opportunities. You can, In fact, you can go to our website and we have a, uh, a listing of vaccination opportunities. But happy Independence Day to everyone. I know we've all been looking forward to it and uh, a great great time to celebrate our nation. Let's. Uh, it's also a, a great time to celebrate our legislature, maybe, I don't know. Uh, I think celebrate is an okay term. Yeah, we've got uh, another, hopefully by the end of the day today, we'll have everything in place and everything approved, and we won't have a shutdown in a couple of days. But one of the, the big things where I want to start with you at uh, is uh, the uh, K-12 bill that has been agreed upon. I'm not sure if that has been actually passed yet, but they do have an agreement on it. Do you know much about that yet? What's in that? And can you, uh, you know, w- what are your thoughts on it and how will that affect Northfield? Well, we've got some uh, quality information on what was in the bill. It, it was, of course, um, much less than what was in the the omnibus bills or the bills from each of the chambers uh, going into the special session. And I think to frame the discussion, you know, first of all, Jeff, I'm incredibly grateful for the investment that the legislature has made in public education. And I think it's important for people to realize that this is compromise. And Minnesota has the only divided legislature in the country, is my understanding. And so both sides had to make sacrifices on things that were important to them. The House had to make sacrifices on things that were important to them. The Senate had to make sacrifices in the education bill on things that were important to them. Um, And at the end of the day, uh, I think we have a good bill. Um, The focus on the basic formula, um, which is the amount of money that we get for every student, is wise because it's the best way to help all schools in Minnesota. Each formula helps school different districts differently based upon their specific circumstances. So, if a school district really has a large, um, has a really large geographic area, if if there's more put into rural transportation, some districts benefit more than others. It's just one example, but the basic formula really lifts all boats, and so we're very grateful. Uh, that the legislature listened uh, to the education stakeholders in talking about the increase on the basic formula being the most important. Uh, so in fiscal 22, there's a 2.45% increase on the basic formula. In real dollars, that's $161 more per pupil unit. Um, some students in our system are, are weighted higher than others. So the older you get, the more you're weighted because the legislature understands that it takes more stuff and more things to educate high school students maybe than it does uh, a third grader, just more equipment, you know, things like that. And in fiscal 23, there'll be a 2% increase. And in real dollars, that'll be an increase of $296. And so we're, we're very grateful for this investment in the basic formula because it is the part of the funding stream that lifts all schools. I've shared with you before, we get about 70% of our funding from the state. Um, so we're really, really pleased uh, with that. 
Now, a question that comes along with that, uh, it is a substantial uh, increase uh, from what we've seen sometimes in the uh, past, but does that come with uh, strings attached? Are there mandates? Are there things that you have to uh, do and prove that you do, verify it uh, to, uh, to get that money? Well, I, I think that that's the other good news of this legislative session. There were a lot of good ideas that were brought forward in both chambers, really important dialogue uh, about the future of how schools serve students. But in this time around, with all that this is our society and our schools have been through in the last year, there was a very limited policy change, so very limited increase in mandates. The basic formula is the basic formula. You get those dollars for every student. And so uh, it is the simplest way uh, to provide dollars to education without having them increase addi- or incur additional costs. So for the basic formula portion, uh, there isn't necessarily strings attached. There's all the normal stuff, you know, that we are required to um, adhere to. But this is the it's this has the least amount of mandates. And I am really thankful as well to the legislature. And again, they're compromised because both chambers had some policy pieces that were really important to them. And frankly, some policy pieces, certain policy pieces that probably uh, would be good. But now is not the time, uh, allowing us to recover coming out of the pandemic, getting our feet under the ground, learning uh, from the experience that we've had and and changes that people are going to see in public education over the next several years. It was important to give public schools a a proverbial breath to be able to get their feet back under them, um, really reflect upon what they've learned and move forward. Uh, I do want to caution, while I'm really pleased with the investment in public education, you know, Jeff, that I've said many times that we have to take a look at the long-term funding. And you know if we go back 30 years, we've seen, I can count on one hand, how many times the increase in the basic formula has matched inflation. And even with a 2.45% increase in the first year of the biennium, great. Um, it still doesn't match inflation through the first five months of the of 2021. So uh, if you look at the CPI through May, the CPI, the Consumer Price Index, that's a calculation that often looks at inflation. Uh, that calculation through the first five months is 2.98%. And so while we're grateful for this investment now, we, it is an investment for now and for the next two years. You know that we have been really trying hard and we work very hard to make sure that we have a long-term financial plan. But when you're ever able to be able to get some kind of semblance of understanding of what you're funding from your largest funder, the state is going to be for two years, it's difficult to um, be able to look at that uh, any further than that. We do, um, but it just there's more unknowns then. So while we're very pleased with this investment in the general ed formula, it doesn't fix the long-term financial stability that school districts seek and that taxpayers really want to see as well. Uh, there's one other financial part, Jeff, that I think is important. I really want to compliment um, the legislature. There, there are some – I'm not usually a, a huge fan of one-time grants because – one-time grants can give a school a uh, pretty cool program that then the money goes away and you have to decide, am I going to sacrifice something else within the system to keep this program going? Um, But two areas where they really did uh, some good things were increasing the amount of funding during the biennium for special education and English language learners. So there's something that's called a cross-subsidy. So for example, Northfield Public Schools, we pay $5 million every year out of our general fund to cover mandated special education services that I, I believe are morally imperative. Uh, they're really important services, but 
there's $5 million of our general fund money that we spend on that special education or cross-subsidy or unreimbursed special education costs. And the legislature put $10.425 million to try to reduce that cross-subsidy. So we appreciate that nod. Um, but as I just mentioned, $10.425 million, $425 million for the whole state and Northfield schools alone is around a $5 million cross-subsidy. Um, a $4 million investment in English language learners, again, a foot in the door there, that's great. And on, on the grant side, like I mentioned, I'm not usually a huge fan of those things, but they really did some great work um, that I think is going to spur some innovation over the next couple of years, specifically when it comes to diversifying our educational workforce. We know that our current educational workforce does not look like our growing student population that is diversifying at a, a much more quick, uh, much faster rate. Uh, so we're grateful for some of these programs that are intended to diversify our workforce. And we're I'm very personally very pleased to see an investment in um, some training for evidence-based reading instruction. We know more and more about how to teach reading, the science of teaching reading. Northfield Schools has adopted a lot of that in the last few years, and we had seen some really uh, good results. We know reading is an important gateway to academic achievement, so I'm pleased to see that as part of the investment. We're talking with uh, schools superintendent, Dr. Matt Hillman, on the KYMN Morning Show. Uh, let's move on. Um, what are... Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, I guess, is uh, the, the summer and how things are, are going with. We talked a little bit last time that uh, now is the time that uh, a lot of the workers get to work, whether it be construction, though you've finished up most of that. There's always work to do and keeping people busy. How's that been going? You know, I think that uh, the average person listening probably, you know, thinks about school in the summer and they think, oh, school's shut down for the summer. And that really isn't the way it is anymore. And and while this is a different summer, clearly, you know, coming out mm -hmm. of the pandemic, um, we've got quite a bit of summer programming. So, you know, we're finishing up the first session of our uh, summer school credit recovery. Those are high school students who maybe needed to gain some additional credits. That was happening at the district offices and area learning center uh, building. Um, so that has been going. Our extended school year, again, which provides uh, extended services for special education students, has been going. We did push our, our traditional summer school for kindergarten through eighth grade students back a little bit. They're going to start late July. We really want to have a runway for a takeoff uh, to the new school year as opposed to something after you've landed the previous school year. So that's going to be a a 20 or so day program just after uh, at the end of July. And then we also have our typical bridges to kindergarten program. That's for students who are at risk who might need a little bit of extra time just to get ready for what's school going to look like. Um, and that's for a couple of weeks again in, in mid to late August. And this year we're doing something new because of the way the pandemic worked. We had a number of kindergarten students around 30 or so kindergarten students who well, did not come you know, to kindergarten in person this year. And so we're offering what's called a jump start to first grade for those uh, kindergartners going into first grade and, frankly, others as well, just, again, to get them acclimated to that in-person uh, learning experience. So those things are happening. So we got a lot of – and then I didn't even talk – there's a ton of community education programs. So parents, grandparents, if you're looking for something for your kid to do, log on to our website, take a look at community ed. They're doing lots of stuff. And then 
from the construction perspective, Jeff, you're absolutely right. This is a much different summer than it was last year when we were finishing a couple of major projects associated with our 2018 bond. But it doesn't mean that things aren't going because we do a lot of projects each summer to try to maintain our infrastructure. We think it's important stewardship to our taxpayers that we take care of the buildings that they have entrusted us with. So while we took care of a lot of things that are elementary schools through the bond, there are some quite a few projects that are happening this summer. So for example, at the high school, there's a significant project updating the restrooms there, many of the restrooms there to be uh, ADA compliant. So that's an important project that's happening this summer. At the high school, uh, S101, a science classroom, is also getting much needed updates, some different laboratory tables and a new hood. There's a little bit of roof work happening. You're going to hear more and more about us doing some updates to the middle school, which people say, well, that's brand new building. Well, it's pushing 17, 18 years old now. And so we're going to be replacing some windows, uh, some window repair in the swimming pool area just to update uh, those. And then every year for the last several years, we've continued to work on updating our lighting to LED. And so we, uh, many people probably don't know, we actually have a master electrician on site. And if you think about uh, an organization that has seven different sites and 600 employees, uh, of course, it's smart to have an electrician on site. And so our uh, our electrician, uh, Duke Bjorkland, amazing, amazing guy. And he every summer he does a lot of our own electrical work in-house, and he continues to work on updating our LED lighting. So those are just a few of the summer projects that we've got going. One of the other things you do in the summer, which really starts, I guess, before that, is is negotiations yeah. with uh, your different uh, entities, that whether it be the teachers' union or any of the other unions. This year happens to be uh, the teachers' union. Yeah. Uh, have you started those negotiations yet? And, and maybe, I guess, kind of walk us through the process of how you start and hopefully sure. how you finish. Yes. So, you know, we have over around 600 employees, and those employees are organized into roughly 16 different bargaining groups. Now, five of those groups are uh, certified unions, and the rest are what we call meet and confer groups. But we work with each one of them in terms of their salary and benefits uh, because it's it's smarter for the district to be able to do some of that collectively than trying to do that you know individually with, with folks. And so we are uh, negotiating with the Northfield Education Association this summer, and then next summer we negotiate with the other 15 groups. So what happens is, uh, in this case, it's a collectively bargained agreement uh, with the Northfield Education Association. And so uh, in union negotiations, the union comes forward and says, we're ready to negotiate. Then we start the process. We start meeting. We've met several times already. Uh, We'll continue to meet through the summer and hopefully have an agreement uh, at some point fairly soon. Um, but we have a long history of having very productive and respectful negotiations uh, with our teachers association and, frankly, with all of our bargaining groups. Uh, people come to the table understanding what the needs are, and, it's again, it's productive. It doesn't mean that it's not vigorous uh, debate and discussion. It is. But I am really proud of the positive relationship that we have with our collectively bargained and our other uh, groups as well. Now, I know you're very limited in what you can uh, talk about, but uh, you're at the point now where the the legislative session has uh, has produced yep. a, an education bill, so you know you're a little bit more in solid footing of what you're going to have to spend. Is that uh, is that kind of a, 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 a watershed point in your negotiations? Like, hey, let's find out how much we're going to have before we continue on. Of course, uh, when you when you if you're trying to negotiate and you don't know what the legislature is spe- again, the legislature in Minnesota has such influence over local school districts. Uh, again, seventy percent of our local revenue, you know, comes from the state of Minnesota. 
So, of course, we have to make sure that we wait until the legislative session finishes before we're able to really, you know, get into the meat of any kind of financial component. But there's a number of other things, uh, working conditions, things like that, that we can talk about. And we can also start talking about uh, things that would set the table for that. So, you know, as you said, you know, we uh, we're very proud of our relationship with the NEA and our other units. We expect productive, uh, a productive bargaining session as always. And uh, again, like you said, we can't do a ton. There's there, we can do quite a bit, but when it comes to the financial component, we generally need to wait for the legislature to finish. Superintendent Hillman is with us of the Northfield School District. Uh, Matt, is there anything else you'd like to pass along while we have you here? You know, Jeff, just to finish off, I want to thank you, and I want to thank Rich and Terry before him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, over the last 15 months, well, well, through the whole course of KYMN's history, you've been uh, such an awesome part of Northfield, and I just... I am really grateful to the work that we've been able to do, to do together to be able to inform you know our citizens in the community about what's been happening with the schools. Not every school district has this has this this great opportunity to have a wonderful local radio station. And as you know, I, if people don't, KRM is so ahead on technology. I mean, all of these segments are recorded. We post these segments to our district website uh, every couple of weeks. Every after every time that we do it, we post it to the website. We share it with our internal public in terms of our all of our employees. We share the recording uh, with everyone inside the district. Starting in July, we'll also give a link to our parents uh, in a, uh, a a message we're going to be sending out. So we are just really blessed to have you and your whole KYM and team here to give another way for us to help the public understand what's happening in our school. So thank you, Jeff. Hats off to you. Well, wow, kind words. Thank you very much. It's much appreciated. And we'll invite you back a little later on this summer, a couple of weeks or so. Yeah, you bet. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Superintendent of Schools, uh, Dr. Matt Hillman. You're listening to the 195.1 FM and AM 1080.